The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's happening, people? Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and we've got a jam-packed show ready to go with already a lot of action ensuing right now with baseball here at the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Hefty crowd already sweating it out, and we've got hockey to talk about, and of course, the beginning of the NBA play-in games late. So to help us get through all of that, to begin the show, I'll be offering some of my different perspectives on the NBA bets. We'll recap the play-in game action we had yesterday, and I'll give you a bet that I am pulling the trigger on for the Bucks and the Bulls playoff series. But further along in the program, Nick Alberga going to be hopping on in 15 minutes to talk all of those hockey games this evening. Man, I'm excited because there's a lot of good matchups, a lot on the line for what's at stake for seeding and playoff pushes, etc. Nick will help us dissect all of that in 15 minutes. Then a half hour from now, we're getting on Beeson, senior NBA analyst and co-host of The Edge right here on Beeson. That's Jonathan Von Tobel. So in 30 minutes, he'll dish out his top plays for the playing games, not only tonight, but tomorrow. And I know he's already got some early playoff series bets that he has made. So he'll get into that in 30 minutes here on Rush Hour. Then at the end of the show, same drill as always, Danny's Dimes. I do have a couple plays on the hockey slate and a couple on the diamond Man, the Braves have just been screwing us. Uh, I think i got to stay away from them as of now. They've really not helped me whatsoever. We're hoping to turn that around and get into the W column with our baseball bets. So, a lot to look forward to. But like I said, let's go off 
at the beginning of the show, starting with this Bucks in this Bull series. Now, yesterday on the program, I was telling you different ways and angles you could capitalize on some good value plays if we get certain matchups in the second round of the playing games. Also, I had some exact plays. We talked about the Bucks and me taking them 5-1 to one to win the championship. And then I said, well, you have these odds for the Bucks in the Bull series right now in terms of the exact prices and the ones we were circling out were the Bucks to win in five or the Bucks to sweep. But unfortunately, those odds have altered. So let me tell you a way that you could kind of delve into it as of this point. So just to throw it out there right now, at Bet Rivers, they do have the odds posted for this Bucks and Bulls series. And the Bulls are plus 650 to win the series. The Bucks, the overwhelming favorite, minus 1115. But of course, you don't want to lay that hefty of a price with Milwaukee. So that brings us into the conversation of the exact prices, meaning the series correct score, right? So the two that we've been looking at that are more than realistic, it seems, is the Bucks to sweep or the Bucks to win in five. So when we talked about this yesterday, the best number I saw for Milwaukee to sweep against the Bulls was three to one. And the best number that I saw for the Bucks to win in five was at about plus, well, I think it was 225 was the number out there. So you had three to one for the Bucks to sweep, plus 225 for Milwaukee to win in five games. Fast forward to tonight, or rather today when these odds shifted, and now at Bet Rivers, you have the number for the Bucks to win in five as low as plus 170. However, Bet's number, if you look around, is about plus 175. And then the Bucks to sweep at Bet Rivers is plus 250. You do a little bit of shopping, plus 275, the best number you can get right now. So obviously, it's not as attractive as it would have been if we pulled the trigger yesterday when the best number for them to sweep was three to one. And then to win in five, the best number was at about plus 225. All right, so you still could bet this, but first, let's just kind of see what other opportunities we could seek out. What about the spread for the series outcome? Now, if we're thinking that Milwaukee will either sweep or win in five, then you would look for the Bucks to lay two and a half or to cover two and a half, rather, for the spread series outcome. And at Bet Rivers, if the Bucks were minus two and a half on the spread for the series, the price is as high as minus 186. The Bulls catching it are plus 140. But yesterday, the lowest number was minus 120. So you've just seen constant attention going toward Milwaukee with the short span of time since they've been posted up until now. But rightfully so, that seems to be a very popular thought process and the likelihood of what's going to occur based on what we've seen from these previous regular season matchups and just the struggles we have continued to see from the Bulls against top teams all year long. All right, well then what about the total games played in the series? Just to throw that out there. Well, again, we think it's either going to be a sweep or the Bucks win in five. So you would look at the number five and a half for total games played, and you would look toward the direction of the under, and it's minus 177. So this is interesting because if we're looking at the spread series outcome and the Bucks minus two and a half, that would mean that the Bucks again, have to sweep or win in five games to cover that. Is that not the same bet as the total games played in the series under five and a half? Because we're not banking on the Bulls getting more than one win. So why not just do the total games played in the series under five and a half at minus 177 as opposed to the spread on the series outcome at minus 186? It's not a significant difference, but it is a difference for virtually the same bet. Because if you're betting under five and a half games in the series, you're banking on the Bucks for the realistic situation occurring, which would be them to sweep or win in five. So at that point, again, it's literally the same bet, 
but just take the total games played in the series under five and a half at minus 177, as opposed to the Bucks minus two and a half on the spread for the series at minus 186. Because if the Bucks are going to cover that, well, then obviously it's going to be under five and a half games. And if it's going to be under five and a half games, let's be honest, it's going to be because the Bucks sweep or win in five. So take the better price at minus 177 as opposed to the minus 186 and then go with the total games played in the series under five and a half. See these, these little errors here that don't get recognized when it's virtually the same bet. Now, I know what you're thinking. You could also go, well, Danny, originally you were saying, why not take the Bucks to sweep at that exact number, meaning they went 4-0 at about 3-1 yesterday is what it was, and also take a flyer on the Bucks to win in five, which yesterday, again, it was plus 225, and yes, you could do that, but now again, if we're looking at the altered numbers, the best numbers for that right now, plus 275 for the Bucks to sweep, plus 175 for the Bucks to win in five. So just for argument's sake, once again, let's just say we're betting 100 on each of that. So if we bet the Bucks to win in five, then it would be 100 at the best number to win 175. If we bet the Bucks to sweep at the best number, it would be 100 to win 275. But of course, if one of those cashes, then you're losing the other bet. So if you're doing the Bucks to win in five, you would net $75 because you lose 100 you invested in the Bucks to sweep. But if the Bucks do sweep and you bet both, then you would win 100 because it's a bigger payout, but you would still lose the 100 you invested in the Bucks to win in five. So it's not as attractive as it was yesterday when it was 3-1 to one and plus 225 in each respective bet, uh, betting category. And at this point, because it's really not that huge of a difference, I think it's still worth the bet, or rather, let me rephrase that. I think the better option for you is to still go with the total games in the series under 5.5 as of this point at minus 177 now that the odds have altered in terms of the exact prices. Because if you're betting 100 on each for the Bucks to win in five or the Bucks to sweep, again, the most you can get out of that, again, we're saying if you're betting 100, would be to win 100 bucks. And you're risking $200. Now, you could do the games played under five and a half, and you could do 177 to win 100. And you're risking less. You're risking 177 to win 100 as opposed to 200 at the best to win 100 with the exact prices. So you're risking less. And even if they still win in five, you would win a hundred bucks, right? That seems way better because even if they win in five and you do both the bucks to sweep and to win in five and they do win in five, then you would only win 75 bucks. So why not risk less and get potentially a better payout still by just doing the total games in the series under five and a half? That's the way I'm looking to bet it. Bucks, Bulls under five and a half games at minus 177 because based on how these numbers have shifted as of this point, this is your best route to take if you believe, and it's the big if, but that's what I believe, that the Bucs will either sweep the series or win in five games. And based on how these numbers have changed, this is what I believe the best route to take, unless you're definitely just locked down on the Bucs either sweeping or winning in five individually. But if you think it's one or the other and you're considering doing both the exact prices, nah, nah, nah. Just do the under five and a half games at this point, because at the end of the day, you're going to be risking less, and you'll get a better payout if it does end in five games. So count me in for Bucks Bulls under five and a half total games played. Now, just to recap some of the other plays we had in case you missed the show yesterday or in case, I don't know, you just kind of got lost in the mix because there were a lot of plays. Uh, I did the Clippers to make the postseason. We bet the no. All right, so the Clippers to miss the postseason. Plus 380 was the price. 
that I locked down on this at Bet Rivers. Now, if you want to hear the whole analysis on it, check out the City Cast from Monday or check out the clip from the show yesterday that I tweeted out at Danny Burke 5. But basically, I'm thinking that it could be a series matchup, in, or rather a round two matchup for the Clippers and Pelicans and the Pelicans to make the postseason. The yes was like plus 350 and the Clippers to miss was plus 380. At that point, it's the same bet, so take the 30 cents better. So I did the Clippers to miss the postseason at plus 380, and then the Hawks to make the postseason, yes, at plus 240. Because I think the Hawks beat the Hornets, and let's be honest, the Nets are going to beat the Cavs. So then you're going to get a Hawks and Cavaliers matchup in the second round of the playing game. And for the Cavs to miss the postseason, it was like plus 165, and the Hawks to make it is plus 240. Again, it's the same bet, but you're getting a lot better value on the Hawks to make the postseason. Yes, at plus 240, so why not take the flyer on that? And plus, I honestly think the Hawks are the better team and that the Cavs could be an underdog in that game. So if you wanted to, you could hedge if need be. But I like the Hawks to make the postseason. Yes, plus 240, along with the Clippers to miss it at plus 380. And then also, speaking of exactas, you could at certain books bet four specific teams that are going to come out of the play-in and make the playoffs. And I did a combination of the Nets, Hawks, Timberwolves, Clippers at plus 470. And then the other bet was the Nets, Hawks, Timberwolves, Pelicans at 25-1. to 1. Great payout. Again, some of these are mispriced. It's a nuanced type of space here around these books. So take advantage of it while you can. And then the other bet that we also had was the Bucks to win the NBA Finals at 5-1. to one. Again, if you want more in-depth analysis, be sure to re-listen to Rush Hour or the Chicago City Cast, wherever you get your podcasts available or at VSIN.com. All righty, coming up next, we're switching gears, talking some puck with our guy Nick Alberga. Big hockey slate tonight. He's got plenty of action coming next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussions centered around your local teams, well, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get them available and you get hooked up with several episodes a week great local sports betting content. All righty, welcome back to Rush Hour on this Tuesday evening. The sports book here, very content. And uh, just like myself, by the way, Danny Burke, your host, because Seiya Suzuki homers for the second time in this game against the Pirates, the third time in the last two games. It's really been the Cubs' only offense. I mean, they scored three against the Brewers, his three-run home run. They got two runs as I look at the big screen right now at the sportsbook at Bet Rivers, and it's because it's been attributed to two solo shots from Suzuki. By the way, get in on that now. 3-1 to one to win NL Rookie of the Year at Bet Rivers. Pulled the trigger after his first home run again. Uh, not so sure if it's going to be there after the second one. But we're not talking baseball this segment because we have a lot of hockey to dissect on the slate, and we got to bring in our guy Nick Elberger for that, who you can follow on Twitter, at the Golden Muzzy. And Nick, my man, I am pumped for the game tonight, or really the games, because I got a couple of bets, but I always got to pick your brain about it to see if I'm on the right side of things. This first matchup, I was considering it, stayed away, but I know you got some looks in it. With the Penguins and the Islanders, Pittsburgh, a very small favorite, minus 114, total at about five and a half here. Did you have any thoughts on the outright game? Because I know you got a prop here, but what's kind of been your thought process for this matchup? 
Yeah, firstly, I love that you're touting a guy who had two bombs against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are pretty much a minor league baseball team. So call me when he does something against a real team. Uh, the hey, Islanders hey, the here's Pittsburgh. the thing, though. In the stat sheet, it's still going to show up at the end of the year. That's all that matters. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I'm taking nothing away from your guy. Uh, I love the Cubbies myself. Islanders, Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I, I am... I am looking towards the Islanders in this game. They've been one of the hotter teams, Danny, since the the trade deadline. Uh, Pittsburgh's been struggling. Evgeny Malkin's been saddled with a four-game suspension. And then Casey DeSmith uh, will start this game, the backup for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I would maybe even look at the over in this one. But the Islanders always seem to play Pittsburgh tough. And I think they'll uh, grab this one on home ice tonight. And then what about this Sharks and Predators matchup that you also taken a look at here, Nick? Now, this one's a little bit on the chalkier side when you look at Nashville, about minus 205. And San Jose, you're getting plus 175. This totals at six. What are some approaches you've been seeing for this matchup down in Nashville? Yeah, I think if you want to squeeze the extra juice, I think you have to look at Nashville in regulation. I think that's the only way, Danny, you're going to find value in this game. Uh, I would also look at any anytime goal scorer and Philip Forsberg, who's having an insane contract year. He's actually goalless in four straight games, so I think that's a really, really good look tonight. Uh, but I think we're at a point in this season, especially Nashville from that side of the uh, ledger, they got to win this game uh, with whatever way it happens, whether it be money line or in regulation or in overtime. They need the two points direly. So I certainly like the Preds uh, to win in this hockey game. I'll say that. And then did you have a prop with this one as well for the shot attempts? Um, I actually, oh no, yeah, I do. Ryan Johansson uh, over a goal and a half, or uh, over 1.5. Sorry about that. Yeah, so I have I have the prop on Philip Forsberg, but I also have Ryan Johansson over a shot and a half. Uh, he's been looking to shoot the puck a lot more, and he's been a really, really good story in general for the Nashville Predators, who have got a lot, uh, unbelievably enough, uh, from their their top two centers this season. Yeah, man. I you know we took a shot prop the other night. I think it was Stamkos over like three and a half shots on goal or two and a half, whatever it was on Friday night, and he cruised over it, but I got to start getting into those. I know you've been doing exceptionally oh, yeah. well with them. So, yeah, I got to start uh, I got to start following the master with the shot props. I always like getting your perspectives on those. And, Nick, I always got to get your perspectives on the Blackhawks. And, man, this team <laughs> is impressive with just how terrible they have been. Now, this market, <laughs> I kind of think you're actually getting a reasonable price on the Kings here. It's 148 at Bet Rivers. You've seen it as low as 145. The Kings still technically have some seating they can play for, and the Blackhawks have obviously mailed it in from over a week and a half ago to the just highest degree. Uh, is it just automatic fade with the Blackhawks, or do you actually think we could see some life out of them? Well, I think it's important to note, first and foremost, I believe Chicago beat L.A. in L.A. in the shootout a couple yeah. of weeks back. Having said that, I think uh, we've approached must-win territory for Los Angeles if they want to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that's certainly my play in this one is the L.A. money line. Not to mention, this is the front end of a back-to-back. -back. I believe they're playing Colorado tomorrow, so that's going to be a difficult one. So if they have aspirations of making the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, this is must-win. It's the worst uh, cliche in pro sports, but it, it really literally is a must-win for L.A. because if they don't win, I'm not sure I like their chances of making the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I like L.A. in this one. All right, Nick, I got to also ask you about this Minnesota Wild-Edmonton Oilers matchup. This one I've been so close to playing, and I want to look toward Minnesota, but the market just seems to be moving against it toward the road dog in the Oilers. Again, Minnesota's been a great home team, and they've fared very well against Edmonton in the two games they've played against each other. 
But why do you think the markets may be moving against Minnesota here? I think urgency is a big time a factor uh, this time here. I think Minnesota is a bit more secure in the standings as opposed to Edmonton, who I think direly needs the two points to keep pace with some of the other teams. Uh, I know they're second in the Pacific Division right now, but that can change uh, on a on a day by day basis. So that's why I think it's moving in the Edmonton direction. Um, a couple things to look at in this game over six and a half. I'd probably look at that. Connor McDavid, Danny has been shooting the puck a lot. Um, I think there's value in taking him over three and a half shots on goal in this game. Um, even Leon Dreisaitl is a guy I would look at in general, maybe an Evander Kane, maybe a Hyman. I just think the urgency is going to be there a bit more from the Edmonton perspective because they got to find a way uh, to win this one tonight. So that's probably where I'm leaning, but I'll be honest, I'd probably stay away because it is a 14-game card. Yeah, that's probably end up being my ultimate decision and you're right you got to factor in which team needs it more and minnesota's pretty set with their playoff spot they could get better but needs a little bit more to edmonton that's just absolutely desperate it seems so uh we kind of have a similar spot here though nick with this late game tonight you get the canucks and the golden knights now vegas obviously wants a little bit more comfort in their position i mean they're right outside of the wild card if i'm not mistaken and this would be the first season that they would miss the postseason so this is a game that they have to get they just played the Canucks this past week in back-to-back sets, and they split. I kind of like the Golden Knights here, my man. Are you uh, are you thinking the same side as me, or you like the plus money with the Canucks? Well, firstly, I think this one's close. I think it's important to bring that up. And effectively, whoever wins this game has a much better shot than the other making the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I know all the hoopla today suggests Mark Stone somehow, some way, is going right. to come off injured reserve game time decision but if he's taking the morning skate he's playing so look for vegas to make some cap compliant moves over the next couple hours leading up to game time i think you're bang on that you know vegas is gonna have a burr under the saddle the fact that they were sort of embarrassed at t-mobile arena at home last week against these vancouver canucks i don't think brock besser's playing in this game uh i would look at the bo horvat shot prop in this game but i think vegas is gonna find a way because i do think they're a legitimate team especially I expect a bit of a boost if the captain Mark Stone is back tonight. So I like Vegas in this one, but I think it's going to be a tight one. All right, I dig it. Nick, I know you got another prop two in a game that we didn't really discuss. This Flyers and Capitals mashup. You're looking at Kevin Hayes and his shot attempts. Why don't you go into that a little bit and tell us what you're playing with him? Yeah, another guy who's been shooting the puck a lot. I think he's covered in like five of the last six games. We're looking at two and a half shots. I think I take the over in this one. I think the Flyers will be a bit jacked. Uh, Bobby Brink, uh, a rookie making his NHL debut in this one. John Carlson's another shot prop I would look at. Certainly, I think if you're looking outright to find a, a winner in this game, it's clearly the Washington Capitals. I think to get the most juice possible, I think you're looking at the Caps covering um, in regulation. Uh, they need the two points badly. I think they're still you know, jockeying for position there in the Eastern Conference. And it really is pick your poison when it comes to the Metro or maybe you're playing, you know, the Florida Panthers. Uh, but I, I think they're going to try to find a way to catch the Pittsburgh Penguins. So those, those two games are attached to the hip, in my opinion. The Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins, we talked about that. And then Washington and Philadelphia. But I certainly like Kevin Hayes shooting the puck tonight. Let's hope. All righty, Nick. Well, we got about 45 seconds. Any game or bet that we didn't cover that you want to throw out there for everyone listening? Um, just, you know, a couple of rookies making their debuts other than Brink. Matty Beneers' his, uh, debut with the Seattle Kraken. Uh, I think Robert Thomas is another look to a nine-game point streak, 17 points. Justin Falk has 11 points in the last seven. I think there's some value in, in the road team in St. Louis coming to that one. No Pasternak, no Greslick. Um, you know, Boston's still jockeying for positioning. 
Um, you know, another look I like, I, I mentioned Forsberg. Uh, Josh Norris, anytime goal. Ottawa at Detroit, six goals in the past six games. So effectively what we're telling you, I think there's value to be found this time of year. I just think you have to look deep enough and you'll be able to find it. Absolutely. Well, Nick, we appreciate you helping us do just that. We'll look forward to getting you on next week as we get closer and closer to the postseason and could not be more excited. I know you're thrilled and you've been sweating out this whole year at the hiatus, but it'll be rewarding once we get into the awesome time that is the NHL playoffs. Two words, my man, World Series, Toronto Blue Jays, baby. Book it. <laughs> Hey, the odds are kind of back at you there, so it's not an unpopular opinion. We'll hope that up north he gets some good action up there. Make sure you follow Nick on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy. He's a Cubs fan and a Blue Jays fan, so we'll let it slide a little bit. But big shout out to Nick for joining the show. Coming up next, we're going to be talking some hoops with our guy JVT right here on Rush Hour. Stick around. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NBA playoffs start this weekend, and right now, Bet Rivers has an incredible offer. You can place a wager of $25 or more on any team to win the NBA Finals to receive a $5 free bet for every playoff series they win. Can Milwaukee repeat? Does Golden State have another title run in them? Well, you make the call and get a $5 free bet when your team wins the series. So make sure you go to BetRivers.com to see the current odds and to get your free bets. Terms and conditions do apply. Once again, check it out at the BetRivers Sportsbook app or BetRivers.com. Okay, speaking of the NBA, time to talk more about it with the playing games beginning tonight, tomorrow, and then the actual postseason beginning this weekend, like we mentioned. So we got to bring on VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel to get his thoughts on all of that action and more. So welcome in JVT, ladies and gentlemen. And you can follow him, remember, on Twitter at me, JVT. And he also has his write-ups every single day at VSIN.com. So JVT, uh, let's get into it with the action tonight the first game being the Brooklyn Nets and the Cleveland uh, Cleveland Cavaliers excuse me and this line movement is pretty fascinating because they opened up Brooklyn as about an eight-point favorite which is large in itself but the momentum just keeps coming toward Brooklyn now up to nine and a half total came down a little bit to 226 in the hook how do you think this game goes down this evening yeah, and remember, they met, what, four days ago, and uh, on the overnight line that day, Brooklyn opened up six and a half, and ultimately closed eight and a half, and they needed about a 35-point fourth quarter to uh, win that game by 11. So, you know, I, I guess the market thinking, Danny, would be that elimination game, two guys who have won titles before, elite offensive players, they'll get it done against a weak and um, experienceless team in the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, but... From a number perspective, I just can't really build the case up here for Brooklyn. Their half-court defense has been atrocious. If you look at this down the stretch, uh, it's been, I think, 22nd in terms of their half-court defense as a whole. And when you look at when they played just the other day, while they won by 11, Cleveland, whose half-court offense has been a very inconsistent, put up an offensive rating of 102.4 in half-court situations. They're going to be able to work their offense 
you know, the Nets clearly have their advantages. You know, Kyrie and KD just on their own right are edges. Uh, the fact that, yes, Evan Mobley is back for Cleveland, but you have to understand he's playing center now. And so what it is is he's not able to play power forward. He's not able to contest three-point shots. He's not able to flash out on the perimeter like he used to when he was playing at the four. And thus, the perimeter defense has really suffered for Cleveland. They're giving up about uh, 38 39% from three in the games since they have lost Jared Allen. And in those games, they have a defensive rating of 118. So, I, I understand not wanting to buy in on Cleveland, but at this point, the number, I think you, you can't be laying it right now. Uh, it's gotten way out of hand. It's going to be Cleveland or pass, and I'm going to pass, sit back, and watch Brooklyn uh, more than likely, as this spread tells us, win and move on to a series with the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I'm with you there, JBT. I mean, the line's a little bit too high, but don't really trust Cleveland enough. And I think you bring up a really important point with the Nets. And this team, as we know, with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they could go as far as they can make. I mean, they have all the talent to do so offensively, but you bring up kind of the woes that they have defensively, and their value has dropped in terms of it getting a little bit expanded because they were still short after they departed with James Harden. But as you mentioned, I mean, that defense just seems like such a concern and maybe some of their depth. Is this a team that you think, assuming they win this game in advance, do you think that they could get past in this first round? Or are you maybe looking at that like, ah, I know they got the talent there, but I don't really trust them too much? Yeah, and to, to add really quickly to what we're talking about with this defense too, Danny, keep in mind that they have trouble with perimeter players. If you look back at these last few games, uh, Tyrese Halliburton had 17 and 10 dimes on 7 to 14 shooting. Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green combined for 66 points on 51% shooting when they played him the other day. Trey Young, 36 points. LaMelo Ball, 33. So Darius Garland's probably going to have a pretty big game, but to your overall point, it kind of speaks to what we're going toward now, right? A series potentially with the Boston Celtics in which, no, I would not think that Brooklyn has enough to move on there. Boston is the better defensive team. They have elite wing and backcourt players offensively, specifically Jason Tatum, who the Nets have had trouble with. They have no real defensive piece to throw at him in a series like that you know it'll be a long and competitive series but Brooklyn's talent when you have KD and Kyrie are going to make it so but I mean just go back to the other night it was like a week ago when they lost that Hawks game Kevin Durant dropped 55 points in that game and they still lost so even then you know your defensive flaws hold you back very much so and the Celtics last time I checked are a little bit better than a team like the Atlanta Hawks so I think it'd be a hard-fought series but I was texting with Jeff Sherman over at the Westgate Superbook he told me they were thinking in the range of minus 125 for that series price in favor of the Boston Celtics I'd be curious to see how the market handles a number like that but I'm going to be in on Boston to win that series Okay, yeah, Boston's been a great team this second half, and we know how great they are defensively, so absolutely could be a tough draw for the Brooklyn Nets. JBT moving along. Another game tonight for the play-in, 8.30 p.m. Central Time. You got Minnesota laying three against the Clippers, total at 231. Now, I thought it was pretty interesting what you were talking about, I believe, here on Rush Hour last week, and I was listening to your segment with Gil Alexander on a numbers game, and you were talking about the Clippers and how, yes, statistically their offense has gotten better since Paul George has been back, but you also have to take into account the teams they were matched up against. So how do you factor that into this handicap tonight with them catching three? Yeah, for those who don't know, since he's been back, Paul George, the offensive rating for the Clippers, 127.4 per 100 possessions in non-garbage time minutes. It's an incredible number. They outscored their opponents by 18.4 points per 100 possessions in those seven games. But... Uh, on the season, they're 24th in offensive efficiency. And you look at those opponents like you talked about, Chicago, New Orleans, Sacramento, OKC, all 18th or lower in defensive efficiency. Milwaukee and Phoenix rested both of their starters. And, uh, of course, the Utah game, which they were down by 21 points for a reason. And then they come storming back in that second half and fourth quarter to win that game. So you don't take a lot from it. 
But when you look at this one, Danny, overall, like what? Because in you know full disclosure, I, I have this Timberwolves ticket before the season started to make the playoffs at about seven to one, and I am a Clippers fan, so I'm very conflicted in a game like this. But I think when you look at Minnesota, and this is what's bothered me about this game in favor of the Timberwolves. If you look at the way Minnesota played in the last 10 games, defensive rating of about 120, giving up a lot of attempts within four feet of the basket, giving up a lot from beyond the arc, and especially in the corners. Paul George and the Clippers, they want to get dribble penetration. They want to kick it out to open shooters, and they want to swing that ball around until they find an open guy. This is a team that finished second in three-point shooting this year in terms of percentage. They led the league in catch-and-shoot three-point percentage, about 39.3%. Those are not good things for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves are bigger, and they'll have an edge on the glass, but I just think when you look at the Clippers, like the more I've looked at this and you realize that this is a cagey veteran squad, they got a bunch of guys who have done it before. It's a team that just made it to the Western Conference Finals a season ago. I find myself gravitating more toward the Clippers side here. So as I mentioned, I've got a little action in this from a futures perspective, but the more I've looked at this, Danny, the more I think that it is the Clippers who are going to win tonight. All right, JBT, really quick, looking ahead to tomorrow's playing games. I know you got to play with the Hawks and the Hornets. Spread is at five. Which side are you gravitating toward? No, I took four and a half, so there weren't, I didn't see any fives out here. So, yeah, grab that if you, if you agree with me here. I just When you look at this matchup, Danny, it's two really bad defenses. Uh, the Hawks finished the regular season 26th. The Hornets finished 20th in non-garbage time defensive efficiency. But the Hornets, I think, have a really big edge here uh, that they can exploit. This is arguably the best transition offense in the NBA. The Charlotte Hornets come into this game. They love to run. They start 16.8% of their possessions with a transition play. Uh, we're talking about leading the league in points added per 100 possessions through transition offense, 4.2. They were third in overall offensive efficiency in transition. And this is a Hawks team. They are god-awful. Off live rebounds, they're giving up 123.4 points per 100 plays. Uh, it's just not really good. And in overall transition defense, 29th. This is going to be a problem, I think, for the Atlanta Hawks defending against a team that wants to get up and down the floor. You know, Charlotte's not that good defensively in their own right. Remember that sequence, uh, what was it, a week and a half ago? They played Philadelphia, Miami consecutive games, gave up 144 points in both of those games. It speaks out poor they can play on that end of the floor. But Atlanta has been so inconsistent defensively. And when Clint Capella leaves the floor, there's a really big gap at center that I think the Charlotte Hornets can take advantage of here. And it comes down to the number for me. I think these two teams are nearly identical from a power rating perspective. And even if, you know, home court this year, Danny has been worth less than two points in the NBA. Um, if you want to add more, which you probably should, and play off in elimination game settings, that's fine. But that still doesn't get you to a four and a half, five point spread here between two teams that I power rate as essentially equal. So I grab the point to the Charlotte Hornets. All right, JVT, we got about a minute remaining. Uh, tell us really quick why you think the Bulls have no chance, and then I know you got to play in that Raptors Sixers series as well. Yeah, just really quick. I mean, look, they, they just they got swept by Milwaukee for a reason. I think what you would know this better than me is, is it 16, 17 that they've lost or 16 out of 17, whatever it is to the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. Giannis <laughs> is a matchup nightmare for them. Uh, it's just it's just matchups, Danny. Like you just don't see many things out there that you can point to for Chicago that they win. Like if you're doing the pro con list. There are, I think, maybe, I don't even know if I can think of a pro in favor of the Chicago Bulls here, right? So I think that's really just what it comes down to. So four or five games set, I bet him a three to one to get swept. I think that's ultimately going to be a really short series. And as you talked about, uh, yeah, I took plus 165 for Toronto to win that series against Philly. I bet him four and a half in game one against the 76ers at well, as well. Uh, the Matisse Thibel issue is going to be a problem. The non-Joel Embiid minutes are a massive, massive deal. And the fact that uh, Doc Rivers does not want to budge on playing DeAndre Jordan, who is a nightmare defensively behind 
um, Joel Embiid, and James Harden hasn't been playing that well. I like this Toronto team. They're they're getting into really good form. I don't know about the big picture, but I think they match up extremely well with the Philadelphia 76ers, who I think can get sent home early in this playoff season. There you have it, JVT, at me, JVT, on the tweets, his write-ups every single day at vcin.com. Appreciate it, JVT. Best luck with all your plays. We'll look forward to talking more throughout the playoffs next week. Thanks, buddy. You too. You got it. All right. He always appreciate it from JVT. Make sure you check out all of those playoff odds, individual game and series bets right now, all listed at Bet Rivers. We'll recap some of my plays in the NBA, but also give you some dimes in baseball and in hockey. Coming next, it is Dandy's Dimes as we wrap up Rush Hour. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Well, check out VEASAN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts who are tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sports books in Vegas and across the country. So download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast right now at VEASAN.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts available. Okay, it is time for our final segment here on Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can follow along on Twitter at DannyBurke5. And if you didn't know, well, we're live out of the Bet River Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois. And the crowd is getting pretty full here. We already got baseball going on. And, of course, we've got the playing games and a huge hockey slate to look forward to. And you know that I've got action all throughout those games. So let's get into it. My best bets tonight, a.k.a. Dandy's Dimes, ladies and gentlemen, where I get into my top plays not only for this evening, but even beyond that. If we have time, we'll recap some of the playing games and futures plays that I did pull the trigger on throughout the association. But let's look a little bit closer in the future, talking some baseball to kick things off. I want to take it to a game in Arizona where the Diamondbacks are hosting the Houston Astros. Now, this first pitch is scheduled for about 8.40 p.m. Central Time, and I'm taking some interest in this Houston squad. Seems like a lot of people are a popular play among the VEASAN crew, so hopefully we don't curse you there. But I do like the angle for Houston, considering they open minus 135. The market seems to be agreeing because now at Bet Rivers, Houston is as high as minus 159. You want to go on the run line with the Astros, it's even money. But I think I'm okay laying a price here with Houston. I got it at about minus 149. If you don't want to lay about minus 160, then yes, would absolutely consider the run line at even money. Now, coming into this game, the Diamondbacks lost three out of four versus the Padres. They won the first game of the series, of course, the one we bet, where it was the game-winning home run, and then they go on and lose the three consecutive afterward. Now, the Astros, conversely, won three out of four on the road with their opening weekend series against the Angels in Los Angeles. So this game's a little unique because Zach Gallen was originally scheduled to be the starter for the Diamondbacks, but he was scratched because he had a small cut on his thumb. His replacement is going to be Madison Bumgardner, the southpaw who we faded the first go-around against the Padres, and it was looking good again until the Padres blew it in the ninth. But nevertheless, uh, the Astros... Here's the thing. If you you do want to go with the run line, something I forgot to add here, they have won all of their games thus far by more than one run, and at the same time, the Diamondbacks have lost all of their games by more than one run. So if you don't want to lay the steep price, would definitely entertain the run line. But the reason I like Houston, you're getting Luis Garcia in the mix, who was a really strong pitcher last season, kind of up until the end where he got rocky. But overall, his 2021 stats consisted of him with an 11-8 record, 
an ERA of 3.48, an XFIP of 3.93, and a pretty solid whip of 1.18. Now, he did uh, struggle a little bit on the road last season, but the good thing is you're playing the Diamondbacks who are still looking like the Diamondbacks of last season. And speaking of the Diamondbacks, again, the Southpaw they're throwing out there on the bump is Mad Bum, who this season has, of course, pitched in the opening season game. He went just three innings pitched, allowed one hit, one run, two strikeouts, and a 1.67 whip. So he didn't go that far, and now he's coming in on shorter rest, so that may affect him negatively, even though it's at the beginning of the season. You're seeing these pitchers get taken out early, probably because how different spring training was leading into the regular season. But if you did just want to know, just to recall once again, in 2021, Mad Bum really didn't have a good year. 7-10, 4.67 ERA, 4.85 XFIP, not a bad whip of 1.18. But again, being on the Diamondbacks certainly didn't help his cause. Uh, versus Houston in 2021, he went up against them one time when seven innings pitched, allowed only one hit and two earned runs. Astros did win the game 4-3 in extra innings. But Madison Bumgarner, he's getting up there in years. Yeah, he could have a decent performance tonight, but then what are you going to get out of the Diamondbacks bullpen if Mad Bum is taken out early? Whose offense do you trust more? It's got to be the Houston Astros. So I laid, again, about minus 149 on the money line with Houston. Now they're up to minus 159. If it's too steep for you, I would suggest you take the run line at even money. But I do like the Astros to get a nice dub in this matchup against the Diamondbacks tonight. So that's my first game I'm playing on the Diamond. Let's take it out to the East Coast where the Orioles are hosting the Milwaukee Brewers for our second game that we will be betting. Now, the Brewers have looked terrible this whole season. I mean, the Cubs got the best of them in the series opener, and obviously the Orioles got a dub last night, 2-0, and everybody's ready to push the panic button there in Milwaukee. Not actually, but the offense is a tad bit concerning. However, I think they bounce back tonight, and it's because, one, you got Eric Lauer, who's a solid southpaw, taking the bump for the Brewers. Two, because you got Spencer Watkins, who was the late addition to being the starter for Baltimore. And three, it just feels like the Brewers are due for a solid win. But Milwaukee opened up at Bet Rivers, actually, as a minus-149 favorite. And now, after the pitcher was announced for Baltimore, you saw it climb more so in favor of Milwaukee, up to minus-167. So the Brewers are 1-3. They're coming off that loss last night. And yesterday's win was the first of the season for the Orioles. So, yeah, they may be feeling pretty good. But the Brewers are going to be ticked off coming into this game. They got Eric Lauer, who last season went 7-5, 3.19 ERA. Kind of a concerning exit of 4.26, but a good whip of 1.14. And conversely, Spencer Watkins, the pitcher for the Orioles, is another reason you should look toward Milwaukee. Because last year he was 2-7, 8.07 ERA, 5.59 XFIP, and a 1.70 whip. No bueno, folks. Even worse at home, 10.31 ERA, 5.70 XFIP, 473 weighted on base average is what his opponents were hitting against him at Camden. So I like the Brewers to bounce back here. I snagged at minus 155. Shop around because there's a decent discrepancy with this money line. Again, if you don't like the money line, run line, I don't hate that idea either. Right now it's minus 106 at Bat Rivers. But I believe Milwaukee gets their second win of the season tonight against the Baltimore Orioles. Those are the two plays I got in baseball. We're going Milwaukee and we're going Houston. 
Let's take it to hockey. Now we were talking with our guy Nick Alberga earlier and had to get some of his thoughts on these games. And, well, it seemed like he was leaning in the same direction with the two plays that I am making tonight. The first one, let's take it to Vancouver. The Canucks taking on the Golden Knights. VGK opened up minus 127. Now you see them 10 cents higher at minus 137. I got them minus 135 earlier in the day. We talked about Mark Stone. He could potentially be back in the mix, and that would be huge for this Golden Knights team, not only getting their top player back in the mix, but just because it's been a season riddled with injuries. They're looking for some consistency, and they're looking for a win to get them in the playoff position. They need it. Now, these teams just played back-to-back -back games the other day. VGK won the first one on the road, 3-2 to two in overtime. But then the Canucks bounced back and won in Sin City, 5-1. to one. So the Golden Knights need the win. They're going to be mad because they just lost to the Canucks. And they're coming off a win as Vegas against the Coyotes. And in that span, Vancouver's played a couple games. VGK has only played one. Plus, the Golden Knights did defeat the Canucks earlier this season, 7-4. to four. Golden Knights are also 7-2 the last nine meetings in Vancouver. I like the Golden Knights in this spot. Robin Leonard, assume, uh, assuming he's in net, he's 2-1 against the Canucks. He has allowed 11 goals, which equates to about a 3.63 goals against average, 89.2% with his saves. But he's done better in the W column. If VGK is healthier in this game with Mark Stone, uh, Stone, excuse me, adding that momentum, I think that is going to be huge for the Golden Knights. And like Nick Alberga was saying, I think that helps them squeak out a victory against the Canucks. So I'm taking the Golden Knights on the money line, minus 135. Again, they're about minus 137 right now, so still like that. And then the other game I am betting, got to fade the Blackhawks tonight, all right? The Kings coming to the United Center. Uh, the Kings right now about minus 147 or so. It really hasn't moved too much. I got about minus a buck 45 on Los Angeles in this game, or rather it's minus 148 right now uh, for the Kings on the road against the Blackhawks. But look, the Kings got 86 points entering into this game. They're third place in the division, four points behind Edmonton, two ahead of the Golden Knights. And both of those teams each have played one fewer game. So this game does matter to the Kings, who are trying to hold their wild card spot over VGK also to still try to compete for a better seed over the Oilers in the Pacific Division. The Kings have also lost their last three games. They need a win here. The Blackhawks, 0-5-2 their past seven games. And if you've been following along, it has been insanely impressive how the Blackhawks have been losing these games. But they're throwing Colin Delia out there tonight. He's 1-2-0, 3.88 goals against average, and a save percentage of 90%. Oddly enough, his one win did come against the Kings, where they beat them in a shootout the other week. But again, more of a revenge angle for the Kings, who last I checked will be thrown out Jonathan Quick, who's actually been a little bit better on the road this year. 8-3-5, 2.5 goals against average, save percentage over 91%. I think this is a good spot for the Kings. I know you're laying almost 150, but I honestly think the Kings should be about minus 160 or more based on how much the Blackhawks have struggled. So give me the Kings on the money line. Also, we're going to be riding with BGK on the money line, the Brewers on the money line, and then the Houston Astros, along with all of our other plays, which you can see at VEASAN.com on the Best Bets log page. But best of luck with whatever wagers you're making. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour, and we'll catch up again tomorrow. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.